This is Jocko Underground Podcast number 59. With Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink, sitting here with another theory to think about. Got a theory for you to think about. One to be aware of. These theories are good to be aware of. When you're aware of things, you become so much more powerful in defending against them. I mean, just think about it. If you know what an arm lock is, you can defend the arm lock. If you don't know what the arm lock is, you don't even, you don't even know where to start. Okay. So here's a theory. It's called Birdian's Ass. Wh- whose theory is this? It's a theory. Okay. okay. Over. The, it is a philosophical paradox related to decision making. It's named after this French philosopher, Jean Birdian. It actually kind of makes fun of Gene Burdian, and I won't go into the whole history behind that because this guy's somebody that was born in 1301. <laughs> so this guy's, he's, he's pretty ancient philosopher. Old school. Yeah. But here, here, so here's the paradox. And I guess he was, a, he was a guy that talked about this type of free will and whatnot. But here's the paradox. If you place a donkey, an ass, you place a donkey that is equally hungry and thirsty, mm-hmm. and you you place him an equal distance between water and food, he's going to die of both hunger and thirst because he can't make a rational decision <laughs> between going to the hay or going to the water, mm-hmm. all right? So it's something very good to be aware of because this can happen to us. This can lead to paralysis. We get stuck in these situations where it's like, well, that seems pretty good, but this seems pretty good too. We just don't make a decision. Mm-hmm. Or I want this, but I also want that, so I'm just not gonna do anything. Yeah. So it is a good time to employ the law of combat, prioritize and execute, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in this case, guess what? You can live for 30 days without food. You can only live three hour, uh, three. You can live for 30 days without food. You can only live for th- three days without water, so you better go get the water first. That's your prioritize and execute model. No factor. Also, can be a good time to employ some iterative decision making. Like, like, oh, maybe I'll take a little step in this direction. Do it soon. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm still thirsty. I can survive a little bit longer without food, but if I, I need water for sure. So take some small steps in that direction. But oftentimes we go through life and sometimes we act like a jackass. Yep. <laughs> we don't make decisions. We don't make decisions. We don't choose a course. And listen, I say, and I don't know when I started saying this, but I've been saying it. I'm kind of sticking with it right now. In my opinion, seven out of 10 times, 70% of the time, Mm -hmm. action is better than inaction. Mm -hmm. Look, there's three times where, you know what? You got to hesitate. You got to hold back. You got to wait. But most of the time, action is better. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's better is because when you take action, you get to see a different perspective. You get a reaction. Your knowledge grows. You learn. You can learn by sitting and waiting occasionally. That's why it's only three out of 10, bro. It's only three out of 10. Mm-hmm. Inaction has a possibility of giving you nothing. Like you sit and wait, you don't, you don't change your viewpoint. You don't change your perspective. You're seeing the same thing that you saw before. Yeah. So there's a chance that inaction, you get nothing from it. There's a small chance that if I sit here and wait and I see what Echo's gonna do, now I see what he's doing, okay, now I can, there's a chance. But there's also a chance that I don't get to see anything new. Whereas if I maneuver, take a step, take some action, I'm gonna get to see more, I'm gonna learn. So 
Bottom line is, don't be a jackass. Don't be a jackass. Don't be a jackass. Mm. Take some action. Don't get stuck. Don't sit there and analyze all day long because it's going to be a problem. Mm. So there you go. Little theory. Little theory from the past from a, from Birdian's ass. Do you ever get that feeling? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I should have thought of an, a personal example of that. Of me, I think for I think for me it might be I want this, but I also want that. Yeah. Like at the same time, which is oh, what yeah. the donkey's doing, right? The donkey wants water and yeah. wants hay. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, I want this, but I also want that. Which one should I get? Yeah. And I'm and I wait and argue about it in my own head. Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. That's it feels like this is something different though, right? Feels like it's different than what? Than just what you know, like if you want some let's say it's like buying something, it's kinda like that's a common thing where it's like, Yeah, of course you want both. You probably want ten other things as well, but these are the just the two things that you're considering and then you're like, Wait, but I only want to spend a certain amount of money which can only afford me one of these right. things. I'm sure that's like a common thing well, that's not like this philosophical well theory. here's the thing you want to buy that property and you want to buy this property and you're like debating and all of a sudden property goes up on the prices go up on both oh right yeah and now you're being indecisive oh yeah you're right yeah Yeah. so that's where it applies or hey i really want to i really want to apply for this job but i like this job as well and you're like oh which one should i apply for oh i didn't apply for either one because i was debating and guess what now both jobs are filled so there's a bunch of examples where this happens in real life so like let's say you're walking in the movie theater and then you're like hey like over if I sit over there, I'll be around way less people. Mm-hmm. But then if I sit over there, I'll have like the perfect view. But mm-hmm. I'll be le- next to these people. But right. I'm have the perfect view. It's like right, right in the center. Yeah. Fr- yeah, you know, kind of thing. And you're like, shoot, should I? Let me see. Oh wait, there's more people sitting over there a little yeah. bit. So maybe this one seems better now. Oh shoot. Oh now everyone's sat Everyone's there, you know, filled. Kind of a thing. Yep. And you missed it. Yeah, that's my my turmoil. Yeah, I can usually. see where that's your your Vietnam. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> to quote Theo Vaughn. You want uh, yeah, actually Vietnam, here's man. here's the worst one. This is probably going to be the worst one you ever heard. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. So today, it was today, mm-hmm. um, I was doing, actually, sorry, not today, yesterday, deadlifts after squats. Mm-hmm. Do you do deadlifts after nope. squats? No. How do you split that? Deadlifts on a totally different totally day. Different day. Yeah. Okay. So I do deadlifts after squats. So I take the squat, the weights. That's, re- that's very revealing. Yeah. As to like your effort level on your squats. No, my deadlifts. And your deadlifts. Yeah. <laughs> no, just the deadlifts. <laughs> the, uh, right. My effort on deadlifts right. so is less than squats, what's for the sure. Debate? Um, in my head. Mm-hmm. So I take the weights from the squat rack when I'm done to, I, and I start to load them on the deadlift. The, it's a mm-hmm. different separate bar. So when I load one plate on, you know, you, one plate at a time, right? So I got two pl- one plate on each side. So the second plate, when I walk it from the squat rack to the deadlift area or whatever, like, I can't decide which side I should put it on. <laughs> For real. This is weird. Because if I walk it to the far side, I'm calculating weight. So it depends on which side I grab it from the squat rack. So mm-hmm. if I grab it from the far side of the squat rack, mm-hmm. should I walk it all the way there that I'm done with it? And then it'll contribute to the recovery I have from, you know, as far as the time perspective. Mm-hmm. Or should I just go nuts to nuts, go far side to near side? near side to far side to even it up. You see what I'm saying? So I don't yeah. know where to put it just well, for a little bit. Yeah. I think the part of the theory that applies to this is the part that's called jackass. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of that matters. That's real jackass. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, you need to do something else like with no, your man. mind. <laughs> it's, it's 
real. Because that's just horrible. But when you said that, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, yeah, Bradley, you, it, it's real. Because like, and that's that's kind of why at first I didn't think that your example was because that's like common. That's like, yeah, no, no kidding. Like you're going to be indecisive because both provide benefits. Like that's common. That that doesn't deserve a theory almost. That's how it feels. I don't know. I'm not a philosopher. Yeah. But let's not get trapped. Let's but, not be a jackass. There's no but here. But bro. sometimes there's like unreasonable. This will apply or this will pop up in your head in an unreasonable way. Like it does with me sometimes. Apparently. So that's why it deserves like a theory. That's what it felt like the whole system worked. But either way, it applies to, <laughs> I think it applies to everything. No matter what. Yeah. Okay. First question. Let's get to the questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 18 years old. You can edit out old. everything you just <laughs> no, no, said. No, no, Do no, yourself a favor. Bro, that's real. Do us all I'm, a favor. I'm sure there's other people out there. Remember, I told there's you. There's no one else out there. You, no, no, no. I told you um, freaking about, the, I, and I think it's the same thing. When I'm, I was unloading the dishwasher and over on this side of the kitchen, you know, my kitchen's like long, it goes yeah. long, the long way or whatever. So the plates and bowls mm. and silverware is on this side of the kitchen and the yep. pots and pans are okay. oh, literally on the opposite side. Rearrange your kitchen, bro. No, 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 It's not worth it. Nonetheless, that's not the point. So the point is I see everything. I'm like, shoot, pots and pans and then plates and bowls and stuff and silverware is all in there, right? So I was like, shoot, which one do I do first? Because this one's slightly closer, but if I do this one over here, they'll be done. Then I'll like, all I got is the close stuff left and it's kind of like that thing, you know? So I'm like super indecisive. So I'm wasting time, seconds, mere seconds, but I'm still wasting seconds on trying to make these decisions. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's the same concept. Yep. The concept is jackass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. This applies to different people in different ways. <sighs> I am 18 years old. Seven months ago, I defended one of my friends that was getting bullied at school, standing up to him kind of aggressively. After that episode, all the friends in the of the bullies started to pick on me and kind of bully me in group. They turned a lot of people against me in, or they turned a lot of people against me, and in the last days of school, they have a, uh, a lot of friends, and every time I go out, I meet someone that stares at me. I have a huge amount of people against me, and I don't know how to act. Being in a constant state of awareness and trying to spot all the opposite or the, all the possible threats is really stressful. I'm trying to I'm trying meditation and stoicism, but they don't seem to work that much. It's been a long time of bullying and doesn't seem to seem to stop. What's your What's your advice? Well, first of all, make sure you're training jujitsu, um, maybe some boxing, Muay Thai, wrestling. And look, that's not why. Why is that? Is that because I want you to go fight everybody? No, but just. In case you have to, you want to be effective. So train some jujitsu, train some boxing, train some Muay Thai, train some wrestling. Make sure you know how to defend yourself. You're, the way you behave when you know how to defend yourself will be deterrent to the bullies. Because bullies, the last thing they want to do is get beat up by someone that they're bullying. And when you know how to fight, people can sense that. And you, you, you can fake it, but it's hard to fake. So train jujitsu, number one. Um, also, okay, so a couple other things. Hang out with your friends, right? Don't, don't like be, be alone if you think there might be some violence. So hang out with your friends, stay with your crew, but listen, this is important, don't be purposefully confrontational, right? Because mm -hmm. you get your pack of friends and now you're eyeing them and they're eyeing you. You're not looking, we're not looking to affront anybody. We're not looking to antagonize anybody. We're looking to mind our own business and let them forget about us. That's what we're doing. Mm 
We're just trying to keep our head keep our head down and move on and carry on, and that's what we're doing. As far as how we're individually, you know, you asked, you're not sure how to act. It's the same thing. You act confident, but you're not offensive. You're not walking around with your chest out. You're not walking around like you're a badass, not making a spectacle of yourself. You're just d- acting, doing what you would normally do. Oh, it's lunchtime, going to lunch, going to my class, doing whatever, going to the store, just being normal. And you know what? Be a little bit polite. Some, someone's staring at you. Hey, what's up, man? You know, maybe give him a head nod. Maybe you don't even want to verbalize anything because that, that can that can escalate, but you just give him a head nod and, you know, carry on. Mm-hmm. Just act cool. You know what I'm saying? Basically, is act cool. Act cool. You, here's something that can help you act cool is they don't want to get in a fight. They don't want to. And if they want to, you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. That's why we're training. But if you just look at them, give them a head nod, move on. Say hi to them. If, you know, once you've head nodded to them a few times and they've done it back, then maybe say, hey, what's up, man? Or, hey, how's it going? And just kind of try and humanize yourself to them. So so that's happening. And by the way, even before I should have said all that, it's like, hey, well, how can you just stay out of these people's way? Like, well, I, I, go to some other places. Go to the other side of the schoolyard. Go to the other side of the store or the mall or the whatever. Don't hang out where they're hanging out. Now, that can, that can uh, your ego and someone listening about it, like, oh, well, Jocko's just saying just stand down, you're just going to turn the other cheek, just going to be a wimp. No, I'm actually saying don't get in a fight with a bunch of bullies. It's stupid. So if you can avoid it and they can forget about you, then cool. You don't have to worry about it. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, avoid these idiots. You know, don't make yourself conspicuous and let time pass and over time they're going to forget about you. In the meantime, you're training jiu-jitsu, you're training Muay Thai, you're training boxing in case something happens, you'll be more confident, you can defend yourself. And again, even then, stay safe, de-escalate. Fighting is dumb. Fighting is dumb. Uh, I saw this video the other day, like street fight, dude pulls out a knife, just kills another guy. and The guy's dead in 15 seconds. You don't need a knife to do that. You can... You can punch, you can get punched, fall down, hit your head and die. You can punch someone, they can fall down and die. Your life is ruined. Their life is ruined. Their family's life is ruined, your family's life is ruined. So this is not, this is not like a casual thing. Violence is not casual. Sure, you can get into 20 fights, 30 fights, 40 fights, no big deal. You get a black eye, another person gets a bloody nose, you break some of your knuckles, that can happen. It can also happen one time, your first fight or your seventh fight or your 12th fight, you get punched, you fall down, you hit your head and you die. Or you punch someone else, they hit their head, they fall, they fall down, they hit their head and they die. So this is what we're not doing. <laughs> we're not being stupid. Jiu-jitsu and knowing how to fight will help you avoid fighting. It will, other people will know that you know how to fight You'll know how to fight. You won't feel like you need to prove anything to anybody. You'll be able to walk away with more confidence. Chances are they're not even going to bother you because they can tell you got cauliflower ear. They don't want none. But, man, just avoid confrontation with these dudes. Just avoid confrontation. Just go to a different part of the park. Go to a different part of the mall. Hang out with your friends. Get your friends training jujitsu, by the way, too. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. 
You ever got bullied when you were young? Of course. Everyone gets bullied when they're young. I, I would venture to say everyone. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a vast cool. majority of people are getting bullied. Yeah. Do you, do you remember any of the actual bullies? Oh, that, yeah. Like 100%. For real? 100%. Did you ever become friends with any of them? Like that kind? A little bit. A little bit. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I did. Huh. I, did. I actually became friends with quite a few of them. For real? But, you know, you're getting bullied when you're smaller. Yeah. And then you grow, and all of a sudden they don't want to bully you so much anymore. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. very. Deep. And it me- makes you think, man, why was I? Why would I be friends with these guys that bullied me before? I kind of think I did what I talked about here. It's like, oh, they're gonna bully me a little bit, but I'm just gonna like avoid that and grow. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And eventually, people I don't know, humanize yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I also I don't think I had like this weird like vengeful thing like. I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna make them pay. Also, it's kind of like, hey, you know what? I'm a little low on the pecking order right now. Yeah. You know, I'll grow. I wasn't I wasn't insecure, like mad and like ready to kill everybody. You know, I yeah. was like, yeah, you know, this is the way it is. I kind of accepted it. Yeah, accepted it as the way things are gonna be. Like, hey, I'm gonna get bullied right now. I'm small. I'm a freshman, right? Mm. I'm a sixth grader, yeah. right? Because where I went to school, you at sixth, seventh, and eighth grade was all together, yeah. and then ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade was all together. Oh, so sixth right. grade, you're getting bullied. Yeah. Freshman year, you're getting bullied. Hmm. You're getting you know, hip checked, <laughs> you know, like getting slammed into a locker. Is there, okay, so in, in the bullying situation, when you're young. It's weird, I never thought about this before. I never thought about the fact that it, at, at, as odd as this might sound, I don't think it really bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me like a little bit on the surface, I was like, dude, well, I think this but, is why, though, because why? there's a difference between, okay, so everyone does get bullied, I think, mm-hmm. more or less, um, in, like in school, but there's a difference between getting bullied from a guy who just bullies all the smaller people mm-hmm. and then getting singled out by like a bully all the time, where usually, you know, a bully is going to a lot of times bully a lot of more than just one yeah. person, but what if you're one of the group, one of the people, one of the littler yeah. people that the bully like bullies all the time, like, oh, there he is, yep. time to bully him. And you know what, you know what provokes that? Mm-hmm. Sensitivity. You know, like, yeah. if it really bothers me, if I'm like, oh, you just hip check me in the locker, cool. I'm gonna pick up my books and, you know, whatever. You know, just kind of yeah. like whatever, man. Yeah, I, I don't Instead know. of being like, oh, oh, you know? Right, I, I think there's more to it than that. I, I, I think say, that's part I, of it. I, I would suspect, I didn't like, I'm not saying I acted tough, but I didn't show like a massive amount of like weakness, like this is this is really bothering me. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know, kind of like laugh, just kind of like laugh it off, you know, like yeah. boom, oh, oh, you knocked my books out of my hand, right? They're on the floor, yeah. you know, instead of being like scared, I'd yeah. just be like, oh, hey, nice hit, you know, that left a mark. So here's the thing too, there that, that, and I think that's part of the gig too, mm-hmm. but I think there's like a lot more to it. And this is just me thinking back to it and. Okay, so I remember one of my friends used to bully this kid. He was he wasn't a bully per se, but he would he would randomly almost like prey on people. Mm. So one time there's this guy, he was real dorky looking, he had big front teeth and he wore this red hat. No one else wore a red hat. Mm-hmm. So I think and this make made me kind of think, especially now as an adult, I think, you know what, the reason he would bully like that kid that one time, he'd like run and grab his hat and like run away. Right. So then you have to mm-hmm. chase this guy for this hat. It was, you know, it wasn't like physically violent or nothing like that, but it was bullying mm-hmm. overall. And that was just one of the many examples. So I was like, okay, why did he do that to that kid? And the kid was always alone. He didn't have friends really. You know, he's always alone. He looked super dorky, he was skinny or whatever. Um, and he had a silly red hat. 
So it's almost like bullies look for a certain specific target, whatever that means, mm-hmm. but it's like a target. They like target certain things, like they heat see- like a little heat seeker kind of a thing. But and that's on top of being a bully by nature almost, is what it feels like. So there's this guy, and I remember this guy, I don't want to say his name because I don't know, for whatever reason, but he was always he was taller, he got held back a year or maybe even two, and he was taller and bigger than a lot of people. And he was just a bully in general. He never really bullied me all the time, but if I was around him and there was like an opportunity to just be a dick, mm-hmm. he would. Mm-hmm. And he 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 only did that to me twice in our, the whole time I've known him. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was we were wearing these wristbands, I think, mm-hmm. for like to honor the like the troops or to somebody. It was it wasn't the troops, it was somebody else. And he he was like, "Hey, what's that wristband? That's cool." And it looked kind of cool. The wristband was kind of cool. A lot of a lot of us were wearing them. And um, he was like, "Oh, let me see that." And he grabbed it and he's like, "Oh man, that's real nice." And he just ripped it off. <laughs> you know, so yeah. And then it was so like it was so like kind of disrespectful because it was just so random mm-hmm. and. Like, I didn't do nothing, you know? And then the guy that was with him, who was also a bully, he was a bully in, like, my neighborhood kind. He even said, oh, that's messed up. Like, that, you know, like, but he never really bullied me all the time. He would bully probably other people all the time. So the difference between that and being the guy that you come to school every day having to deal with is bully every single day. Yeah, you know, I I would say I was, like, a probably a, out of a 10 being the optimal target for a bully and one being like not a great target for a bully yeah. I was probably like a four yeah. like there was a couple people that bullied me kind of regular yeah. and and maybe it was you know they're like looking at me like oh that you know oh and they whatever and yeah. I don't know I, I will say I can remember a couple times where it bothered me but for the most part I kind of shrugged it off yeah. and kind of just thought that that's just the way it was and I didn't let it get to me hmm. And I may remember, you know, quite frankly, I don't, I remember it. I'm trying to think if there's like uh, some other cases, but you know, I'm not really like, I mean, I definitely got bullied, definitely got, you know, hip checked and threatened and all that stuff and pushed around. But it was like, just kind of like what happened, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like just what happened, man. You go to, like I said, you're sixth grader, man. Those eighth graders are like, like freaking John Bunyan or <laughs> Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Paul Bunyan. <laughs> They're like Paul Bunyan, John you know? And then when you're a freshman, you're the seniors. That like you're and I was young, you know, I was born in September, so I was always young and I was small. Mm-hmm. And so someone that's nineteen in high school is like a gr- legit grown man. And I'm just like a little kid. So yeah. they want to toss me around a little bit. Yeah. You know? Cool. Whatever. I kind of like like the fact it's like oh i can endure your bullshit whatever man yeah but i feel like that's a certain zone of it is a good zone yeah but the like i if you're the guy like like we should do sorry we should i should look into this and do like a little bit more of the psychological analysis of bullying and and being bullied yeah be interesting yeah it does it just seems what i'm saying i don't know a lot it seems like a spectrum you know where yeah you know like Getting bullied one here, one there, just because. Well, yeah, like you just said, you, you weren't getting bullied. You got bullied one off, yeah, right? One off, but, a but bunch for of sure, offs. I remember like, oh, there's some people that like straight up got bullied. They're targets of bullying, yeah. and so they're like a ten. Yep. Oh yeah. They're a ten. They give a great reaction. They really can't defend themselves. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. A lot of times it's like if they don't have a lot of friends necessarily or they stand out in some Mm -hmm. dinky way or whatever, according to the bully, kind of they see him as like, you know, like a nerdy guy who's always like has his underwear kind of showing out of his pants or, you Mm -hmm. know, like that kind of stuff. Someone who doesn't fit in a lot. It feels like 
there's all these little things that make you more of a target. You know, as I'm thinking through this, I was, I, I, I think you could assess me as a young SEAL and I was most likely a bully to like new guys. That's what I was gonna ask you actually. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely some guys that would be like, oh, he would 100% bullied us. And again, even when, cause that happened to me, you get, you show up to the SEAL team, like you're getting bullied, you're getting beat up, you're getting, you know, you're getting hazed. Yeah, it's hazing. And, and his hazing bullying. If it's part and of the system, it's like systemic yeah. or what do you call it, institutional bullying? It's institutional bullying, kind of. Is that really bullying? Like you're all getting hazed, you're all getting, quote, bullied. Is that still bullying? Yeah. Is what I did bullying when it's all, what happened to all new guys? No, I don't know, dude. I can say like I didn't take like any like weird sadistic pleasure. And for me, the bullying that I did was like 100% focused on the job. <laughs> like it was like, oh, you're, hey, you messed up this thing. You should have been here. You did, you were late. Like you forgot the gear. That's what, that's what it was like back in the day for me. I feel like if it was an accepted part of the system, it's not necessarily bu bullying. Hey, I do know there's guys that would 100% be like, oh yeah, you definitely were a bully. But then if we broke it down, I'd be like, well, what was, what was the outcome? I've had guys thank me. And be like, dude, it was awesome to like have you guys. This is me and a few other guys. Like, it was awesome to have you guys when I was a new guy. You know, that's the way it should be. Yeah. They they they're thankful later. At the time, I mean, one of my friends, these guys are my friends now. Like, one of them was like, dude, I hated going to work. And I hated you. And I was Straight like, down. oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. And I literally <laughs> was like, dude, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh man, I appreciate it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everyone goes, I appreciate it now. Yeah. So, so it kind of changes it a little bit. But what I'm talking about is like in the high school, junior high, whatever, where did you ever, f thinking back, mm -hmm. did you ever bully somebody? In high school? I'm yeah. Sure, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure I did. That's weird, right? Because yeah. I never thought, I would be like, I would, I would never bully anyone, but I think back, I bullied my younger brother and all his friends, and apparently, like, bad. Mm. That's what they tell me, like, yeah. now, and I'm like, thinking back, and I'm like, in my mind, it wasn't bullying. I was just having some fun yeah, with so my yeah, little brother, throwing like, them down. We had like family friends, and I definitely like same thing. Where I'm kind of like, dude, we were just having fun. Like, well, you know, oh, I was just like wrestling you and yeah. holding you down and yeah. like torturing you a little bit, right? <laughs> just like Out fun. Of fun, like like yeah. no, wait, noogies, the noogies right? Yeah. Yeah. Like noogies is just like a global phenomenon for <laughs> bullying. And depending on like for me, it was just like, hey, you're getting a noogie. Yeah. And then, yeah, so. <laughs> Noogie, wedgie, all that stuff. All that stuff. Wedgie's bullying, I think, universally. You can't give a wedgie and say it's not bullying, yeah, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm going to do, maybe I'll do some uh, research. We'll find out what's up with bullying. Because bullying nowadays is like a really big thing, right? Yeah. It has more, has more, uh, uh, like a deeper, more profound, like that guy's a bully. It's like this horrible thing. Like even as I'm sitting here like, yeah, I probably bully people. I'm like, damn, what are people going to say? Like, oh, he bullied yeah. people. I'm just telling you the reality of the scenario. And is some level of bullying kind of appropriate? I would never say appropriate, uh, but I would say like any adversity, it's, it can be beneficial yeah, yeah. It, at the end. Yeah, like yeah. it's almost one of those weird like backwards ones where like, or if you look at it from a certain angle, it's a no every single time. Yeah. Inappropriate, not good, no, yeah. no room for it ever. Yeah. But you look at, at it from another angle and you're like, hey, I'm yeah. kind of glad it made me tougher. Yeah. It made tougher me endure, me you know, like me. So, man, it, that's a tricky one, right? Yeah.
Yeah, and I, look, there's a let's face it, there's a category of bullying which is totally bad, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, like oh, this person's getting picked on, they they can't defend themselves, and people are getting like that's obviously that's bad. And I don't think I ever did like that level of oh, it's a group of us tormenting someone's soul. Yeah, right, that's not what I'm talking about. Some wrestling with some noogies involved, you know, yeah. when I'm 13 or 14, and our f- Friends, the families are, you know, 11 or 12, and I'm just a little bit bigger, you know, yeah. like, oh, but guess what they're doing to me? They're freaking, when they get the chance, they're giving me a noogie. Oh, so it's their fault. I'm so, saying so that it's, it's reciprocal. It. <laughs> well, we need to research some bullying and find out more yeah. about it. I'm sure there's some psychologists out there right now that are going insane listening to us yeah. talk right now. What are you going to understand? How bad it can be. So, You're probably right. I am sorry. We'll research it so that we understand it with more clarity, and we'll find, we'll figure it out. Well, and I'm, but I'm sure with with the the dynamic nature of it, I'm sure there's all kinds of different takes on it. Yeah, like personalities mesh worse or well better yeah. with bullying. Whew, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Next question. Check. Uh, love your content. It's changed my life. I I've been implementing your leadership tactics in my life for a month or so, and I have noticed direct improvement in my improvement in my ability to solve problems, lead, and influence people. Awesome. However, I'm struggling to see improvements in a few of my friendships. I have a few friendships with people who are significantly less ambitious than others. They seem to have very little urge to get better and make improvements. We're, we aren't talking about lazy people, just people that don't want them want more than to be average. I love these people and I want to send, spend time with them. However, the negativity and lack of ambition wears me out. I make sure I'm being indirect. I'm not slapping them in the face with unwanted advice, yelling at them <laughs> to get in the gym or wake up at 3 a.m. I'm asking indirect questions, promoting ownership and giving, com- giving confidence. I'm still met with nihilism and negativity. So my question is, how do you motivate and lead those without ambition, specifically those around you who don't share a common goal? We're not on a team. We don't work together. We don't exactly have common objectives that require teamwork to achieve. If I were at work, I would try to focus on the common objective of, objective of winning and exceeding our customers' expectations to garner motivation. I'm at a loss here. Well, right on. Oh, I can tell from your question that you have definitely been listening and paying attention. That's awesome to hear. Um, and I'm glad that it's working out in your professional life, which is cool. Uh, look, the personal life, here's what's going on. Here's what, here's what we can do. Here's what we can do. And you're going to see that there's things that we can do. There's some impact that we can have and there's some limitations. Number one, you can set a good example, right? You're leading by setting example. You're encouraging proper behaviors. You reward proper behavior, right? So, hey, what do you guys want to do tomorrow? You guys want to do this? Like, oh, let's do this. And I, hey, I'm going to buy dinner. If you, hey, you guys want to go for a run? I'm, I'm, I'm buying. You know what I mean? Like, what can you do to encourage proper behavior? Reward proper proper behavior? What can you do to connect the dots? that result, the, the results of proper behavior to results, right? How can you explain to people without bragging that proper behavior now will result in these positive outcomes in the future? Hey, this is what I'm working for, this is what I wanna do, and I know I've gotta do this right now. So these are all things that we can do, That the example that you set, to, to, behave, to get people to behave in the right way. 
we also have to focus on continuing to build a relationship because if you don't have a good relationship with people, you don't have influence over them. And as time goes on, if you do less and less with these people, you're gonna have less and less influence over them. The more stronger your relationship is with other people, the more influence you can have over them or on them. Build on the things that you do share, right? You're friends with these people for a reason. So like, hey, they like to do, what do you all what do you all like to do together? And let's build on that. And maybe we could sneak some positive positivity into that. And and focus on growing that relationship. So that's what that's what you need to do. Now listen, another thing you need to recognize is that it is a campaign. This is not a single battle that you're going to like snap people into a different mode of thinking. It's going to take time. They're going to have to come to the realization for themselves, which I can see that you're trying to do by using the indirect approach. Because if, like you said, if you slap them in the face with, this is going to be a crappy life for you, that's not going to help them. They're going to, their relationship is going to drift apart. So continue to build a relationship, continue to indirectly Encourage the right behaviors, reward the right behaviors, connect the dots between right behaviors and proper results, and remember that this is going to take time. That's part one. Part two, not everybody in life is going to step up. Right? Not everybody in life is going to put in the the work. Some people are content being average. Some people are happy with where they're at. And you can't impose real change on people. You can impose like a short-term change. I could be like, Echo, you need to get to the gym with me tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm picking you up in the morning. And if you want to hang out with me this weekend, you got to come to jujitsu. I can impose that on him for a while. But unless Echo wants to change, he's not going to change. They have to want that change, and they have to want that change bad enough that they're willing to undergo the suffering that change requires. Change requires some level of suffering. And so you have to recognize that there is a possibility that these people are going to be in that set. Dude, I have friends like that. I have legit friends like that. Legit friends that haven't really changed their station in life in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Legit friends of mine. And they've watched my station in life change dramatically in a multitude of ways. And I'm still friends with them. And I'm not mad. And it doesn't, I mean, I don't let these things bother me, man. You can't let it bother you that someone, like even the fact that you said, and what's the word you use, that it's draining, something like that. Uh, yeah, you said something like it's it's it wear me out. Yeah, it wears you out. I don't let it wear me out. It's like, hey man, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, I I yeah, I wrote another book. You know, oh, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, I I still working. Oh, that's cool, man. Let's whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you can't get yourself caught up in trying to get everyone on the path. Not not everyone's gonna get on the path, man. It's not a guaranteed win. Now listen, don't give up on them. Give them time. Keep working on them. But don't overinvest. Don't overinvest emotionally. Don't overinvest with your resources. 
it, 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 you're not, it, it's not always going to work. People have to, the truth has to be revealed by them to them. You can't impose it on them. And, and look, you spend time with people over a lifetime. And maybe you get there and maybe you propel them a little bit on the path. Maybe they improve a little bit. Maybe they don't. But you know you did the right thing and you learned. And that's the way life is. Stay on the path yourself, man. That's what I got. Hmm. Next question. question. I'm a young engineer who has excelled the last few years in my career. However, I now feel like a huge target is on my back from all the success. Sadly, most humans are jealous and try to discourage me. My main question for you is, I am leading a team of inspectors and I was sent a guy that has told me he's better than I am and wants to take my job. But in reality, he's he, he's no, he knows very little about the job and I'm expected to teach him. How do I push my ego aside and actually teach someone that has said things, these things to me? My age is 28, his is 55. Yeah, I mean, you're already knowing what the answer to this question is. Uh, <laughs> This is awesome. Like, hey, guy comes in with a big giant ego, cool. You know, gives you an opportunity to put your ego in check. Give him an ego massage. Build a relationship with him. Ask his advice on how he thinks he should do things. Listen to what he has to say. Uh, This is just no factor. Look at it as a challenge. Look at it as a challenge. A challenge to get him to listen to you a challenge to, well, let me rephrase that, a challenge to educate him properly, which you need to do by him not even thinking that he's listening to you, but you're indirectly feeding him information that he can then utilize. It's a challenge for you to keep your own ego in check because imagine what it's like when you finally taught him everything and your boss shows up and he says, you know, I already knew all this stuff. He hasn't really showed me very much. And you want to go, that's your ego talking. So this is like an ultimate ego test and by the way your boss knows it just like we've been saying on this podcast people know what's going on the truth is out there the truth has a smell the truth is visible and it's not super clear every single time and sometimes it takes a while for the picture of the truth to set in but it does and so you don't have to worry about it the truth will be revealed it always will be and that's the way it works you know uh this reminds me of a story that we wrote about Seth was out in Ramadi in Camp Corregidor and he had his little team and another special operations unit came in and they were really uh, experienced and they came in and Seth was worried that they were gonna take his job. He's like, these guys are good, they're gonna take my job and what should I do? And I was like, help them, help them as much as you possibly can. Because these guys were a little bit, had had some ego Mm. as well. And I said, man, help them. The enemy's outside the wire. Help them out as much as you can. And I said, if they take your job, I'll find you another one. Don't worry about it, man. Just do everything you can to help them out. And of course, it was an ego issue. And these guys got, they got sent away because they were egotistical. Mm. And so the reality, the truth will always be revealed. That's what happened there. That's what will happen here. Uh, Don't worry about it, man. Try to help the guy out as much as you can. This is like a freaking... Uh, what's that? This is like a silver platter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because right, it's so right. extreme. It's Dude, a, I'm going to take your job from no, you. No, no, That's no. so extreme. Well, this is what I think, though. 
when you kind of look into it, okay, first off, the guy's 28. This other guy's 55. So, yeah. like, there's no, like, I don't know. It's like you're kind of young. 28 is still kind of young. Yeah. Um, and then this. This, this, this 55-year-old, by the way, is not a long ball hitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this guy is not. That's why he's getting put to be trained by a 28-year-old. This guy should be running the whole freaking company at 55. So this is what I think happened. Yeah. Given this, mm-hmm. he said he this. I was sent a guy who told me he's better than I am and wants to take my job. Okay, this is why he's 55, still doing that job. Oh, you know what? I I totally misread it. Okay. I thought he said a guy who said because me because if you're gonna say that in seriousness, you're gonna say it usually behind the guy's back. I'm better than that guy. I'll take his job. Then this guy found he out did. about he said it. He told me he is better than I am. Yeah, but this kind of makes it actually opposite of what I thought, which is if he told me, right? Like if yeah. you're you know 55 yeah. and I'm 28, and you tell me there has to be some joking to it. Like Not necessarily. I don't know. It feels like there would be. No, Why would I look at it totally serious? Like hey man, flagrant? like I meet you and I'm like hey listen Echo. It's good to meet you. I've been doing this job for a lot longer than you. I know it better than you do, and I'm probably going to take your job. Uh, just letting you know that out of the gate. Damn, just flagrant yeah. like that. And to me, All it's right. just a softball, man. Yeah. It's just a guy that's, I mean, the dude's 55 years old. You got to not be, this, you know, even this guy, his ego's showing through a little bit, you know, because it's pissing him off. Like, who's this good well, think he is? Well, I mean, of course, and I say this with, I'm empathizing totally, but. I think you're double right. It's showing a lot of bit because he said that people are jealous of him when it yeah. didn't have. He that said was human little, beings. That was a little bit of a red flag as well. Most human beings are jealous and try to discourage me. My success. Uh, what's What's interesting about that? What What's revealing about that is most people are not thinking about you yeah. and thinking about your success. Most people are worried about what's going on with them. Yeah, so, so it's a it little like bit of a reveal. And, you know, we're reading into this a little bit. I'm yeah, sure the home's there. You know, we're not trying to get super hypercritical. But there is a little bit of that. And, and, you know, he admits it. He's like, hey, how do I push my ego aside? You know the answer. That's why I said yeah. this. You know the answer. Yeah. Push your ego aside. Help this guy out. Enjoy it. It'll work out fine. This guy's 55 years old. He's getting recycled to, to learn this position again. This guy ain't no, this guy ain't no super, superstar rock star guy. You don't need to worry about this guy. Try and help him out. He's going to dig his own grave. Yeah, the reason I said it was a tall order, though, if someone says with any seriousness that, like, hey, I'm better than you, at your job now. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's at freaking backgammon or something yep. like this. It's like he straight up said, "You're what you do for a living, I am better than you, and I'm going to take your job to your face. And then now, dude, you got to teach You him. come to me. You're 55 years old. I'm 28. Yeah. I'm actually the boss. You're getting fed to me as a subordinate, and you walk up to me and say, yeah. "I know your job better than you. I'm going to take your job." I would you? be like, "I'm like, hey, great to have you on board, man, because you don't stand a chance. You're an arrogant idiot." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not worried true. about it. Yeah, and you know, I, you, you obviously speak the truth. <laughs> you know, I, I could be wrong, just man. That's just that's the way I see it on this one. When you're in the in that situation, that's a tall order. Hey, but doable, but doable. I've dealt with some really freaking arrogant people. And to me, this one is not a tall order, man. Yeah. I disagree it, with you. Someone comes to you that arrogant, man, they're just off base, bro. They're off base and they're revealing it to you. They're yeah. revealing their insecurities, what they want, their jealousies. Like it's all just coming at you. So it's like, yeah. hey, man. Actually, you're right because look, it, it kind of like now I'm even looking at the look in your eye right now. It's kind of like, oh, I see. You, you basically got good at this one thing, which is this. You didn't get sucked into that arrogant like vortex 
Because you know how, like, if someone comes off real cocky to you, mm-hmm. be like, oh, I know more than you or whatever. Now you're like, oh, shoot, if I take the high road, I'm literally going to allow him to prove how correct he is kind of a thing, right? But that's if you get sucked into that. If you take the high road for real, like, like for real take the high road, mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to you. So you're not in the vortex. See what I'm saying? So if you're, like, in this guy's situation, if he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take your job or whatever – if you get sucked in, you're like, bro, I don't want to teach this guy something so he can potentially be yeah, right. Yeah. But that's the part that you're like super good at. Like you don't get sucked into no. it. All of us, we automatically get sucked into no. it. And now yeah. we got to fight our way out of it, which is there's yep. the, your tall order right there. Yep. You want to go full, full maneuver here. Look, what if the guy actually is better than me? Okay, cool. That means <laughs> I can learn from him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? We're, we're working on the same team. We're working for the same company. Yeah. And you're actually better than me? Cool. Hey, man, show me how you just did that. Let me get better at it. Yeah. You can see this. even hurts your ego even just talking about it. Uh, bro, I, th- th- I mean, thankfully, I'm totally just, look, am I playing devil's advocate? Because what you say right now is like not one single word of it was a surprise to me. <laughs> and it sounded like the perfect answer, essentially. Um, but I'm trying to imagine myself as a 28-year-old yeah. and somebody, I don't care how old he is, came just straight yeah, up with your exactly career and said right. that, and it's now you want me to do it. And then I'm like, okay, I feel I feel exactly. for this guy. If you're 28 years old and you let your ego come into play, it's going to be hard. You're right. It's going to be a tall order. It's gonna, it's, but it's not, man. When you look at how you're going to win, it's a no-brainer to me. Easy money. Yeah. Silver platter. Silver platter. Softball coming in. <laughs> coming in park. lukewarm. Uh, all right. Next question. Currently, I am not where I want to be career-wise. I'm 20, year, 20 years old, okay, in college, going to, into business finance. I know I, want, I know I want to be in the finance industry, but I'm now working for my girlfriend's dad's waste management company, and I'm doing landscaping and sometimes on the back of the garbage truck. On one hand, I want to be done with the landscaping and look for a position at a bank, but I do not want to leave a bad impression with my girlfriend's father. But on the other hand, if I stay with the current job, I fear I'm losing valuable time in getting experience for what I want my long-term career to be. Thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, I think I get it. You Look, first of all, cool. You're only 20, which is, means you have some time to maneuver, but we don't want to waste time. So I get it. Uh, I would actually talk to your girlfriend's father and explain the plans to him. Hey, sir. Uh, I, I really appreciate you giving me this job. I really appreciate what I'm learning. And I, I really appreciate the money that I've made. And I, I do want to let you know, I want to go into finance. And what I want to do is in the next six months, I want to start putting out my resume to see if I can get hired in some kind of a financial position. Just, you know, some kind of a starter position at a bank so I can start getting some experience in there. And I wanted to give you a, a long enough heads up time because I don't want to leave you in the lurch. Because... I really appreciate what you've done for me thus far, and I obviously, you know, you, your your daughter means a lot to me, and I don't want to do anything that would disrupt my relationship with you as her dad. So I wanted to give you a heads up and let you know that's what I'm planning to do. And then you give him a heads up, and then you know, a few months later, you start submitting resumes, and if you get hired, go execute. Um, so that's what I do. Pretty straightforward. Also remember that a job is a job, man. Don't throw away the bird you got in your hand, right? You got a good, you're probably making some decent money as a landscaper outside. Garbage man, you're outside. You're throwing stuff around all day. Uh, you're getting massive experience and knowledge of life from those jobs. 
And by the way, I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know how serious you are with, with the homegirl, but this guy's got a business, landscaping business and waste management. Those are some good businesses to be in. And how serious you are you with the girlfriend and what kind of opportunities are there within that company? So maybe you talk to him about that a little bit too. Uh, yeah, but I think this is pretty straightforward. Be upfront, be honest, discuss the plans that you have for the future, and then go execute those plans. Pretty straightforward as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> uh, this might be um, like kind of like words of encouragement mm-hmm. in a way where 20 years old in this situation is not bad. No, no, like no, no. It's no. not, you're not behind. You're actually, no. comparatively speaking, yeah. from not only myself, but like from pretty much every single 20 yeah. year old person, you're kind of ahead of the game. Yeah, but he's thinking he'd rather get a job as a, you know, in a bank doing, yeah. doing, even working as a teller in a bank. He wants to get that experience, start to, yeah. you know, build his resume. I get it. Yeah. Good, man. He's a mover. But I'll tell you what, man. Taking over the family company, landscaping, waste management, all kinds of stuff. You learn to run the business side of that. That could be really cool too. Mm -hmm. So just keep it up. But also, I mean, look, man, you're 20 years old. I don't know how serious you are with this girl. You know, Mm -hmm. she she might be the girl of your dreams, but there's a decent chance she's not the one that you're going to stay with forever. So that also means you shouldn't let her dad of someone that you're not that serious with dictate what you're doing with your life. Mm -hmm. But you want to be respectful. So. Go talk to him. Let him know what's up. Straightforward. There's that movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Haven't seen it. Two guys. So the one of the guys was like, he just got a new job as a banker. It always seemed like such a like promising career. Aspirational career. Yeah, yeah. Like banker, finance, plenty mm-hmm. money, you know. Yeah. It's a side note. All right, next question. Color commentator. You know, over there. I'm over here trying to a little stuff. Why is it that training on days you just don't want to do it seem to yield the best results? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, here's the thing. This might not actually be true from a tactical perspective, but strategic perspective, it might be true. Mm. So what I'm saying is if you go into the gym mm-hmm. and you are feeling good, and you hit it hard, yeah, hell yeah. that's probably the workout that you get the best actual measurable like gains from, yeah. right? Yeah. From, a, from, a, yeah. from a tactical perspective, like, hey, I did this much weight, this many reps, this time frame, I know that I did the, what I needed to do to become stronger. Yeah. But that being said, the days that you don't wanna go, and you do it anyways, there's a mindset that comes into play. And the alternative of doing nothing, like if you don't wanna go and you do nothing, that's that's worse than the the, the negatives in that outweigh the positives of what you did on the good day. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that sort of common thought, because this is something, I've said this before, hey man, it's the days you don't, it's the days you don't wanna go. I was rolling with Dr. Luke the other day. Yeah. 
And like I was all freaking tired. I did not want to go at all. I'm like, we're like standing up. We're starting our wrestling. You know, we're kind of tying up. And I was like, I don't even want to be here right now. I was like, I, I wanted to quit. I, I didn't want to come in. I, I, I said, I'm freaking sore. I trained my ass off yesterday. I was sore from yesterday. And I worked out, out this morning. And I already went for a run. And I did that yesterday. I got doms in my legs. I said, you know what? I don't want to be here right now. But here I am. I go, what do you got? What do you got, doctor? And oh, you said all that. I was saying it to him, bro. I was saying I it to that him. Was yourself and you know, he was all fired up. No, I was saying it to him. Yeah, yeah, that was your Dr. Luke yeah. talk. I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, what's up, Doc? And it was like deep in the rounds, you know, we're five, six rounds deep, maybe even seven rounds deep. I'd rolled with Evan, hadn't rolled with Doc yet, who rolled in a little bit late. You know? <laughs> He's a little bit fresh. You know what I'm saying? I just got done rolling with Wes. Sure. Wes Wes is a freaking savage, bro. Yeah. The rest of Wes is a hard roll. Oh. Dude, so I'm getting done with him and a couple other guys, and I'm like, okay, and here comes fresh Dr. Luke. Yeah. And you know what I tell him? I don't even want to be here. I didn't want I didn't want to show up today. But here I am. And it was sort of a sort of a little mind game. When was this? It was either Saturday or Sunday. Oh, okay. I think it was Sunday. Okay. But here's the mind game. He's like, Man, Jocko doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't want to be here and he's here. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh, getting well, in his head. Well, there's a lot even more to it. If I'm trying to think, if, I, if it was me instead of Doctor Luke in my mind, I'd be like, "Dang, this guy's like doing all this," and I'm, I would feel like kind of deflated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I might have been playing some subconscious psychological, psychological warfare. <laughs> like I don't want to be here, but here I am. Yeah, and it's not going to be an easy role. We can say that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. might not have my A game, but the B minus is still going to be a, a run. Or it could have empowered him more for it, the role. It could like, well, have. Okay, it okay, could yeah. have, but it didn't. Uh, it did not Uh, so there you go that's what I think it is from a tactical perspective it's it's you know it's different you want to have good days in the gym but you can't skip the days you don't want to go jujitsu weightlifting whatever it is go get in there yeah that's the deal also there's like a lot to that whole deal where it's like you don't feel like it because there's many reasons why you don't feel like it so if you don't feel like it because man i was so focused on this and then i got this thing looming that i gotta do and then meanwhile i'm getting phone calls and all this other stuff and i just don't want to think about all any of it really but Mm -hmm. i have priorities and i was like man let me just do this workout tomorrow whatever that's one way of, of not feeling like it another not feeling like it situation is like you're so beat down physically yeah yep. maybe you didn't drink a lot of water you're dehydrated maybe you didn't eat anything or mm. whatever um and you, you're, you know you don't fast or whatever and or maybe you're full i don't know physically you're you don't feel like it and then when you go and do the workout it it's a terrible workout because there's that's real too but if you're just mentally don't feel like it but physically you're fine I think those are the days when you get the best workouts. When it like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Because you get the double, it's because your expectations were low in so many ways. You go in, you you push through mentally to get the workout started. And physically you feel fine. So you know how you, when you work out, you tend to start to forget about all the nagging things, yeah, at yeah. least a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so that happened. So you feel better during the workout. Physically, you feel great during the workout. You put up good numbers. All you got to do is put up acceptable numbers as far as your expectation goes. And don't get a PR. Oh, my gosh. This is like, oh, my God. You know. So then you're done with a workout. A, you're, you came so close to not doing it, but you did it. Boom. You feel like you dodged a bullet in a way. So, you you know, you feel good about that. Right. Push through mentally. Right. Overcame some stuff mentally. Feel good about that. Physically got a good workout, which no matter how you feel before the workout, that feels good afterwards. See what I'm saying? So you had low expectations in all these different ways. 
boom, overcame came them. The results were just way higher. That's why. That's why it feels like that. So there you go. If you don't feel like working out, work out. That's the deal. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for supporting the cause of freedom on the underground. We appreciate all the support you give us with everything. We wouldn't be here if you weren't out there. So thank you. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko.